From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pox Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open a cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. As always, Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer Pucks Out Podcast. And if you're listening to this on release day, join us tonight. Come on out uh, for bingo where you can. Well, you can win some Preds tickets in the all-inclusive zone uh, for a game uh, with free drinks and all-you-can-eat food uh, and just have an overall good time. If you're not listening to this on release day, well, you hopefully you were there and hopefully you had a good time. Um, don't forget to check us out on Patreon to support the show and check us out on Twitch. Uh, today, we're talking the East divisions in the NFL. We've got a little bit of news. We're talking uh, no hockey news, though. Florida. No hockey news, though. Yeah. We don't got none very, of that. Very little hockey news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how, how are you this week, bud? Man, I am. I am doing good. I'm a lot of a lot of weight off my shoulders, as you can see. You know, the the, the studs is looking looking dope tastic here. Uh, yeah. So that's you know that's been that's been nice to uh, not have to stress over that. But uh, college football, baby, I know we're going to talk a little bit about it, Ooh, but you know, that's yeah. always, that's always a, a real good feeling that uh, when, oh, yeah. when that rolls back around, because that means that we are T minus uh, five days from red zone, yeah. brother. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, See, I love, I yeah. look, I love Thursday night football. I know we're going to be hosting some bingo, but we, you know, technology is what it is. So we'll definitely be watching that game up at the up at the booth you know i mean we're not we're probably <laughs> hang tight everybody uh josh allen's on my fantasy team okay so i'm coaching at the moment yeah. uh but uh but nothing to me is as uh heartwarming as hearing my boy scott hansen not chris hansen to be confused uh to confuse <laughs> all y'all out there i don't like it when chris hansen comes and talks to me but when scott scott hansen tells me how often has he done that <clears throat> My lawyer advised me that I shouldn't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, seven inter- seven hours of uninterrupted college football is uh, or, or college football uh, football is king to me, and fantasy football is almost back. We got our I got my final draft tonight. I don't know if you have any more after after that one. Uh, Where's my final got, one? Yeah, we got this this one tonight. So, uh, but I'm I'm doing good, man. How about how about yourself? I'm doing real good. Uh, tired. Uh, day of work. But hey, ready to drink some beer, ready to talk some sports. Uh, but how about that fit check, man? Uh, what do you got today? You know, just keeping it, just keeping it plain. Just, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted the room to stand out. So I yeah. just went with just a plain <laughs> shirt. I'm not trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fit check the, you know, the starting lineups and, and Wayne Gretzky up yeah. there. Uh, but I did rock the, uh, Star Hill Farms, the, uh, Maker's Mark Farm. That I got, I got when I, you know, 
as, nice. an, as an ambassador i got what you got i, I see you uh rocking some uh, i don't even know the name of that team anymore <laughs> okay this, this they, is, uh, they keep it they keep this it was fresh. a football team at this point they were the football team but i got but i got that fitz magic jersey on bro Okay. Well, he wasn't. You know, the thing is, I think that he was Pickpatrick at Washington. Was he not? He was. He never provided any Fitz. He's had a couple. He had a couple games of Fitz Magic. Yeah, but Fitz Magic is Fitz Magic is a run. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he had a run of like three or four games where he was Fitz Magic, which is the essence of. No, we're talking for him. It's a run. run. No, I mean, yes, it is, but no, but we, you know, he was he was mostly Pickpatrick though. Am I correct? He did not. He did not win. He did not win you a slew of games and take you to the promised land, like he did. Well, he, 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 he got us nice, to where we. He got us nice more jerk. than we expected. It's a nice jerk. <laughs> I, uh, that is so fair. You're a Washington fan, yeah. so you hold you hold normal expectations about life. So fair yeah. enough, Bobby. No, seriously, I love that. I love that. Uh, that that jersey, man. So, uh, and and again. Yeah. We're we're on camera now, brother, and you I know for a fact you got about nine thousand hats just like I do, and you're wearing the same hat that you rocked last time. That's that's poor fit check. Uh, that's poor fit check material right there, brother. We have a whole segment now. All right, I'll accept it. There you I go. I know what you're talking there about. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, we have people that close their eyes for the first five minutes of the whole show, <laughs> and then you'll be good to go. Um, all right let's jump into the news everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice it's time for news from inside the boards breaking news not shit Uh, nothing there's almost no news and let's see the only i mean i yeah, Evan Rodriguez is still a UFA. Not not news though. It's, it's not um, new. It's not new news. That's just continuing to be yeah. news. Yeah, from <laughs> last just, month. <laughs> that's just still. That's just still news. So we told y'all that a yeah. while ago. I think we did our due diligence with Evan Rodriguez. Yeah. So uh, thirty-one uh, days still hockey though. That's so that's news. That's I mean it's not breaking news. news. It's not breaking news. It's it's you know it's news that we always knew was going to happen yeah. today it's on new, the sixth. Soon to be breaking news. Right. Right. I mean, well, see, and it's funny because even when I when it when this podcast comes out, it won't even be true anymore. It'll be like 29 days. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like everything I've said to you is a lie, people. OK, so I'm so sorry. There's 29 days till hockey. Yeah. Uh, but that's literally it for the news. So we're going to jump outside the boards. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards first week of college football is in the books what a good uh what a good week um the game honestly the the game that i i I, and i think most of the country was excited for did was actually a good game um notre dame versus ohio state uh you know yeah notre dame was i mean notre dame covered i think uh, yeah, they yeah. covered by four points yeah. that, you know, and yeah. it, what what a lot of folks were not realizing was that 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 game's original spread when it came out was like eleven and a half. I mean, that it was there was movement on that line. Yeah. Because of all of dumb Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, the, the Ohio State fans bet on it. And then they were disappointed that they Ohio State actually covered, I think, the 
normal spread, right? I think it was what did they uh, win? By they 11? won by eleven. Okay, twenty-one no, so, to ten. Yeah, so uh, so they didn't. They would not even. Uh, Notre Dame would have covered at the original opening spread. That was a good football game. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Bobby. Didn't get to watch a lot of it because there were there were exciting football games happening over in the uh, in the state of Florida. Believe it or not, I was watching the <laughs> I was watching the Utah Florida game, uh, which is what I watch most of. But I'll tell you, probably the most underrated, and probably not a lot of folks are talking about it. The Appalachian State North Carolina game was so absolutely enthralling. They scored sixty three minute or sixty three points in the fourth quarter, Bobby. Sixty three points in the fourth Damn. quarter, dude. They in the four minutes, we were you know we were hanging stuff at the house. I was here with uh, with my dad, and we were hanging up some stuff. And like the Georgia game, the Georgia Oregon game was coming on, and we're like, let's watch the end of the North Carolina App State <laughs> game. It was phenomenal. You know what the over under was for the whole entire game? Fifty seven and a yeah. half. They they smashed it in the, four, in the fourth, brother. It was it was that was a yeah. really good football game, and uh, yeah. uh, I believe North Carolina pulled that one out. But uh, yeah, lots of great yeah. football. Lots of really really uh, good football. Yeah. I honestly, I Notre Dame played really well. They did. Do you think yeah. this game said says more about Ohio State getting that win or Notre Dame uh, keeping it close? Notre Dame keeping it close. I mean, they definitely have a lot to work on. I don't think that they're number five team in the country. I mean, I feel like that's 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 apparent. Yeah. Uh, they got to find a way to, to, to produce a little more in, off in the AP. I, you know, I'm thinking more in the 11 to 12 range, but eight is a is a is a correct fall. They didn't they didn't get sw- they didn't get smashed out there or anything. Yeah. Um, Ohio State's a good football team, uh, and I, as is Notre as is Notre Dame. So um, we didn't know the kind of Notre Dame team that we were we were going to get when we talked about this this game last week. Um, I think that we got that uh, what we both described as a as a good possibility what what you could get uh, you know a hard nosed low scoring low scoring football game um, I think that I think that we both kind of landed on and agreed that if the game was this low scoring and it, it would be a close game and that that Notre Dame yeah. would definitely cover that seventeen point uh, which they did I mean that. That's a tough, uh, that a tough nut to crack. So I, I definitely think it says more about uh, Notre Dame than it does about Ohio State not being able to cover a seventeen point spread against yeah. the, what what people get, you know, what people voted on as the number yeah. five team in the country. So yeah, I guess what what got me and listen, I, I not to you know support Ohio State here, but I don't think that with that win they deserve to lose a spot after Georgia beat up on a completely overrated Oregon team. Like, I, I don't think that Georgia, uh, that Ohio State deserved to lose that number two spot. Yeah, but I, but you could argue that Georgia never deserved to lose it either. Early on. Um, True. So, yeah. so that would be, that would be ultimately my argument. I want to, want to agree with you though. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, I think that Georgia in- should be number one in the rankings. Oh, starting off in the preseason, I would have gone Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Georgia lost a lot on D. They lost a lot on D. Now they look yeah. good now. Um, but I agree. I I mean, as much as I have a distaste for Ohio State, uh, and and love to see them lose spots, especially after a win. It's always a always a W for me personally. 
But in, in terms of a sports fan, I also don't agree with that. I mean, they're the number two team in the country. You've ranked them as such. They went out and beat a number, the number five team in the country and, yeah. you know, did it by double digits. Uh, I don't I don't under I can't. Yeah, they didn't cover the 17 point spread, the three score spread against the number five team in the country. But um, I don't understand. I can't understand dropping them, especially after, you know, we didn't get we didn't get some blowout 79, nothing, you know, from from Georgia either. Uh, Oregon is a bad. I mean, we got 49 to three. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but we didn't. But, (laughs) But I mean, we all kind of expected that, right? I mean, that was, I mean, at least I did. I, mean, I think Jordan everyone was, outside, I think everyone outside the state of Oregon expected it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they, they, I can see why they moved them up, but I don't think that they should have ever been moved down in the first place, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think that, Hey, a win's a win and getting a quality win like that. Why are you, why am I shifting positions down? Uh, so Oregon is yeah. all, is, um, Bo Nix is not good. Okay. Bo Nix is not good. I said, I said this on, you know, public television in Penn state last year. Okay. Like for one of the first games of the season, he's not good. I don't know why he transfers out to go get, he's like, Oh, let me go play at Oregon. Oh my God. We're playing Georgia for the first game. He can't, you know, I, so <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think 49, three is, it is what it what it really could have been on a with a bad Bo Nix. Yeah. I mean, um, do you think looking at Georgia's schedule, do they lose a game this season? They have what to me looks like a cakewalk of a schedule. They their hardest weeks are maybe you've uh, they've got Samford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vandy. Then okay, they've got two maybe difficult weeks: Florida and Tennessee, where maybe they only win by eighteen points. Then they got Mississippi uh, State, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. You know, as a as a as a deep seated SEC fan, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, nobody Georgia's themselves like Georgia. Okay, so Georgia will figure <laughs> out a way to lose one of those football games, and it won't be the one you expect. It's probably going to be like the Vols or something. You know, <laughs> so or Andy. Um, could they go? Could they go? Hey, let's not, Bobby. This is a serious podcast. <laughs> Okay, uh, we tell jo- we tell <laughs> we tell jokes every once and at once and again, but let let's try to keep it on the semi serious side. All right, or I'm or I'm done. I'm out because I, I gotta have be able to have real conversations with you without you throwing out these ridiculous scenarios of yeah. Vanderbilt winning a game. Uh, no, but serious. I mean, they could absolutely they could absolutely crush through. I mean, that is uh, they have have a very very weak schedule. There's no reason why they shouldn't be undefeated. Uh, Florida yeah. is a good and football honestly, team. Alabama has a Alabama has a significantly harder schedule. You so always think- you always do when you're in the West, and so right now Georgia is in a really good spot where their three rolling teams that they're playing from the West are are Mississippi, and I guess it's just one team now. Because they're all yeah, so just the the Mississippi State game, uh, which is is a winnable football game. But at Mississippi State in November, I think that could be a scary game. That's about the time where you get that weird SEC upset from a random team uh, at home. Um, but uh, to answer your question, I would definitely put money if it was Georgia go undefeated or have a loss. I mean, I would I would probably be 
if it was easy, even money, I'd probably be putting my money at an undefeated right now. Would, yeah. would be where I'd land. So I'm guessing you're kind of feeling the same way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I'll be honest. If I had my money, I think both Georgia and Alabama lose one game. Yeah. I think, and I, I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's good. That's, I, I, I think, I think, I think Alabama drops the Iron Bowl. I think Georgia drops Florida. You're Kentucky. Your uh, optimism makes me feel so good, Bobby. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I see it. Uh, but, uh, but, but, thank you. I, hey, I, hey, man, I think, I think that, I think that Notre Dame won't lose all their games this year. Okay, I don't, I don't know who they're the playing. Their schedule, to be completely honest. Well, I they mean, usually have a pretty standardized I, schedule, right? They're going to play Michigan. Yeah, I mean, they're they gonna got play Marshall, USC. Cal. Uh, they don't. They don't play Michigan this year. No Michigan. Uh, I think the. I think their biggest competitor. I mean, I think their biggest competition for the rest of the season is Clemson. They've got Marshall, Cal. Clemson didn't look great BYU, last night. Stanford. I mean, USC is always a is always a good game. And Clemson so did not game, look. But, Clemson did not look like the f- number four team in the country against Georgia Tech in my mind. Now, granted, Georgia yeah. Tech uh, is a weird team. You know, that's a weird team to play, yeah. and it's kind of tough sometimes. So I'll be interested to see how they do past this. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I- I'm wondering if we're going to get another Clemson team that we had yeah. last year. Yeah, I think a sneaky team in the SEC, maybe not sneaky because they are a the number six team, but Texas A&M, I think they could uh, – I, I I think they could do something. I think they could do something this season. I mean, look yeah, at the I mean, Jimbo, they got a hard schedule. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. I mean, you're going to have a hard schedule in the West, just the way it goes. Jimbo Fisher's a good football coach, though. Uh, so I'm not. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them do uh, do a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, it, it's it's way early to tell. So uh, we'll kind of have to wait and see how some things shake up, but. Uh, we're poised for what looks look, looks to be a uh, a really good season, and so I guess that'll bring me into I, we don't have it on the list, but uh, but it's news nonetheless. Twelve team playoff uh, has been approved, Ooh, and yeah, um, and uh, it'll definitely be in place by twenty twenty four. But um, the the committee is trying to get the commissioners on board for twenty twenty three, starting it then. Um, so he's only got that, you know, the committee's only got to get like three signatures now if they just need conference I'm, commissioners, I'm, I'm uh, if they just need conference commissioners, it's just like three dudes in a room like, hey, sign this real quick. Um, I am I am very, very excited. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be two teams with the buy out, you know, 12 teams is enough teams where nobody can say anything. You know, yeah, nobody can say anything number. about not getting in. Every conference champion gets in. Um, you know, teams without con, you know, conference championships get to go go as well. I'm you really know Notre Dame's going to be a shoe in for almost all of these. There go Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame's going. Notre Dame's definitely going. But you get to it. Finally, gives you that advantage that you're talking about, Bobby. Is stop scheduling cupcake games because you're gonna have to set yourself above, and you're not necessarily out of the fold if you're number twelve in the nation. You know, that's that's a yeah. that's a good feeling. That's a good reason to keep playing difficult football games to uh to be able to be a part of that twelve team playoff. I mean, we've seen the Giants come come and uh and the I mean the Bengals. Those six seeds are not necessarily out of the out of the the hunt uh for, for a championship yeah. in my mind. 
And I think it'll actually bode well for some of these smaller schools that all you need to do is go on a run and you, yeah. you can win a national championship. Uh, will we still have a lot of Alabamas and Georgias and Ohio States winning? Absolutely. That's just the way college football is going to be. But I, you know, I predict a future where it may not be this specific team, but uh, Cincinnati, you know, gets uh, goes on a little run and, and is able to get the right matchups and two teams beat each yeah. other up and they, they come into an injured, hobbled team. I think that it's possible that a team like that makes a decent little run into the yeah. to the fold. I mean, imagine if we were to see like an Alabama versus Georgia in the second round, they're going to beat each other up. You know, you're you want to be the team to lick up the remains after that game. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Cincinnati's just the most recent media darling that's, uh, uh, yeah. you know, in a smaller conference. But there's always something. There's always someone. There was the Boise State teams uh, of, of uh, a while ago, uh, you know, 2008, 2009, that were, were so good at, at uh, playing spoiler, playing upset. I think that this really, this doesn't, you know, you lose a game two, three, Weeks before the end of the season, it doesn't end your season. You know, it doesn't end your national championship hopes, which is which is valid. Yeah, that's always been my biggest bug. Is like, it comes down to one bad game, almost can take you out of the running. And to me, that's like that's just not that's not in the spirit of competitiveness. I feel like, to be honest with you, for for this kind of thing, like, yeah, I, it's always bugged me that oh, you had one bad week, you're not even going to get a shot at. at, at yeah, and I mean, that's that, that that says something about timing, you know, the timing of your losses and, you know, showing up to play when you need to play. But I mean, if you can avoid it, which I feel like with the playoff, we found a way that we can. Uh, I feel like, hey, is there going to be teams that maybe deserve to have that 12 spot or that 11 spot? Absolutely. You're going to have arguments every time you you quantify. Yeah. I mean, we have an argument like this when we have 96 teams picked for basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always that team that. But if you wanted to be picked, then be number eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't have yeah. to don't have to worry about it. Um, I think it's a good number to where you kind of tune out those critics of yeah, you know, not being able to uh, yeah play for the championship just because they're a smaller school or yeah. something. Like I I haven't done my research yet, but this might be the first time in decades that for two weeks in a row, Vanderbilt has been the top team in the SEC. They are 2-0. and Woo! <laughs> well, they did start. I mean, they're probably going to start 3-0. and uh, That's, you know, after the 3-0 start, uh, that is when things go downhill. Yeah. I do want to highlight I do want to highlight that they uh, they beat Elon. That is the team that they played this week, right? I believe Elon. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a fa- It sounds like a fashion school. Okay, I mean, I mean, there was Prince got out there and scored thirty one on them. All right, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, who do they? I don't even know who they play next week. Uh, probably uh, it's, school They play Wake Forest, number twenty three, Wake Forest. So it's yeah, actually, yeah, that could be a competitive game. They, you know, Wake Forest is uh, they, they could win. This, this is a this is a show a show up and play game. Uh, SEC, it's going to be tough for them to win some games, but we'll see. Wake Forest has been tough on and off the past few years, so I'll be interested yeah. to yeah, I'll be interested to see that. I mean, Elon, yeah. you did let them hang thirty one on you, so <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess LSU I should be had a yeah. LSU had a pretty bad week down in the uh, the Bayou. 
They are 0-1 after a 24-23 last-second loss to Florida State. Uh, one of their uh, linebackers had a textbook targeting play where he put his head back and you know headbutted the quarterback right in the forehead. Uh, we call I mean, that we, we used Kelly. to call that we used to call that spearing. <laughs> you know, he's just <laughs> he's just forgetting it all. Like he didn't even try, and he just torpedoing him. <laughs> yeah, I mean that Brian Kelly like uh bomb came out and said LSU paid ten million dollars for that. I, I mean, can. I mean, uh, we we, we have <laughs> we have talked about this for a while, Bobby. Uh, you know, he Brian Kelly truly would be a dynamite candidate to have in the coaching house. You know, yeah. the one, how do you keep getting jobs? Like, how do you keep getting jobs? I'm just, I'm just blown away. He's got pictures I'm, of somebody's family. He, he's has, his way. he has pictures of somebody looking at child pornography. That is a fact. That is 100%. Yeah. That's, that, that's not disputed by anyone. Okay. Uh it, it is crazy. Um uh, and it's I mean, it's hard to be bad at football at LSU, right? I mean, even if you yeah. ju- if you can get the fifteen best players in a fifteen mile radius of your school, then you're st- a top team in the nation. You know, so it's hard to be bad at football there. I don't feel bad. I'm not a big Brian Kelly fan, as you know. Um I'm a, <laughs> uh, I just I don't think there are many Brian Kelly fans out there. Well, uh, somebody at LSU really, really likes the way he greases a pole. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> something, dude. Somebody, somebody uh, knows Brian Kelly. All right. So, moving on to some NFL. Uh, Mike Tomlin has confirmed that uh, Trubisky is quarterback one uh, going into week one. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think the Steelers are going to be really bad. I mean, I think this is going to be one of those things where it's like, yeah, technically he's first on the depth chart, but he's probably got a short leash. Have you seen um, on Reddit on high quality gifts? Have you have you been on that subreddit no. before? Okay, so essentially they'll take like movie scenes and they like have like a high quality gif where it's like a full conversation of like just like what happens in the movie scene. It's very meta, you know. So uh, if you've seen Hot Rod. The movie with yeah, so. uh, Andy Samberg when he walks up yes, with the yes, with the girl yeah. and he goes, "All right, so everybody's going to introduce themselves and they're going to say something about themselves." Uh, and so in the movie, he says, "My name is you know, so and so, and I like to party." And then like the next one's like, "Hi, my name is so and so, and I like to party." And so like he's like, "No, no, you can't do that. You can't say you like to party. I like to party. You say something about yourself." So they all go around and they're all doing that. But it's so the situation was the Steelers quarterback room. And so the the person that was walking up with him, it says George Pickens. And it's like uh, Mitch Trubisky is like, all right, so I'm I'm Mitch and I'm the quarterback one. <laughs> and, so, and then it goes to Kenny Pickett. He goes, I'm Kenny and I'm the quarterback. one. <laughs> and Mitch is like, no, Kenny, you're not the quarterback one. Only I'm the quarterback one. And then uh, Danny McBride is also in there. He goes, yeah, nobody's nobody's the quarterback one except for except for Mitch. And he's like, thank you. And me. <laughs> and it's just like all of them. Like, so, yeah, so that is that is about how I feel about this Steelers quarterback room. How quickly yeah. do you think Kenny Pickett is going to take that job, though? Uh, halftime. Halftime of game one. Okay. I'm going to hit yeah. you with something a little, I'm going to hit you with something a little weird. 
I think it's game 10. I think Mitch goes on a little little run. He is not Mitch yeah. Trubisky. I was making is a not, joke about halftime, but if I, I had to really no, guess, I, I would say I would say week six. Yeah, and see, that's about that's probably about right. But I'm thinking week ten. I think he goes on a little run. The problem with Mitch Trubisky is he's not the worst quarterback ever. Always okay, so it's only like a portion of his time. He has yeah. some tools in the tool belt to be able to actually be a decent quarterback. Mike Tomlin's a good football coach. They have a a crop of receivers there. I'm not super worried uh, about him losing that job immediately. <coughs> I think yeah, it's better. So I think it's better schedule. for Kenny Pickett. Um, they got Bengals. I, I think they lose their the first three games. They I think they beat the Jets. I think after their first six games, they are one and five. And I think at that point, after that game against the Bucks. Um, at home, I and I think they're going to get stomped. I think that's when they decide to make the change. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, mean, I think that I think that that's a lot of disrespect for Mike Tomlin run team. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying the guy finds a way to yeah. win. Um, I could absolutely see that happening. I'm don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not going out and putting any bets on Mitch Trubisky or anything. I'm just saying that he's not the worst and. Matt Nagy kind of was. So, uh, you know, yeah. I'm just uh, just going to throw that out there. I think that's a good combo for uh, if he can game manage some games, I think they can get a couple surprising wins there. Um, but yeah, so that about wraps up our news. Uh, main topic, we are wrapping up our division preview for the NFL East and the Western. Can't believe uh, how well we timed this, NFC, by the way. Chef's kiss, dude. Yeah. I mean, chef's kiss. Yeah. I didn't know. I was thinking, I was like, oh, are we going to have to double up today? No. Champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the um, starting off with the Dallas Cowboys, um, I did a little write-up. Feel free, Brandon, to chime in. It's garbage, you know, everybody. Uh, he shouldn't feel read free, it. Feel, <laughs> feel free to jump in on the comments and add or disagree or anything you want. Um, the I think... Uh, Dak loses most of his weapons in Cooper and Gallup due to injury and heavy changes to the offensive line. They have a bright spot in Jalen Tolbert and CeeDee Lamb. I think I, I don't think they win the division this year. I think they lose the division. I think they are worse than they were last year. Um, and I think overall they do what any NFC East team does when they when there's promise and they drink they they flush down the toilet. Really couldn't have said it better better myself. I mean, uh really well written piece i think that they i think they have a bright spot in their defense i think that uh if their defense plays or i should say not their entire defense but some skill positions uh micah parsons being one uh but some good draft picks that they brought in as well i yeah i mean i think pollard is going to be need to be heavily involved in the passing game this year i think that uh, dalton schultz is going to be a pretty big key something that you didn't mention uh, but I really, I mean, I agree. Gallup being hurt is uh, is tough. Losing Cooper is not as big of a deal to me. Uh, I I think the biggest thing is Ceedee Lamb has to put up or shut up. He got uh, he's got to be the guy. Uh, yeah. But I, I I mean I agree. I don't think they're winning the division. I like the I like the Eagles for that specifically. But uh, don't hate yeah. uh, don't hate this write up at all. I think it's pretty much hits the nail on the head. I think uh, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what Zeke can do. A lot of lot of you know potential as as a fantasy landing spot. 
Yeah. Um, I am interested. I, was, in I got him in one league pretty late, like a lot later than Tolbert. I thought I would. I think I got him. Yeah. You talking uh, about Tolbert? Zeke? Yeah. I mean, you're you're going to be able to get. Some, I think I think where you're drafting. Some people are scared of the name. If you draft him in the third round and you get decent production, third fourth round, decent production from him, oh, you've yeah. won. You've I got, won. I got, I got him in. I got him in the sixth round in one of my leagues. Oh like my point, goodness! Like, yeah, he's still a, yeah, he's still RB one. No, like, that's an absolute. That's an absolute steal. Um, even if he is, I mean, I, I expect there to be a, a load management this year. Tony Pollard's a good running yeah. back, but a, a sixth round running yeah. back that's going to get you 10, 15 points a game is is valuable. I mean, and especially a yeah. guy that you, is a known commodity. So I don't hate that at all. I mean, I, I like a lot of the value that they they bring to the table. Yeah. Um, the Giants, Daniel Jones improvement this year with new rookie tackle Evan Neal and the receiving core should come into their own with Kadarius Tony being healthy now. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is high risk, high reward. Um, historically, new pass rushers in the NFL can either be great or they can be big bust. It is a that is one of those positions where it's a massive jump from college to the pros with the speed and the strength that they'll be facing. Um <clears throat> Because let's like the, the I, biggest I, jump is in talent is offensive lineman from college to pros. So if he, I mean, that's they, they got him at what a four, the fourth, they got him with, with what the fourth or fifth or something fourth like that. Fourth pick, yeah, I think fourth pick. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I, that, that, that's high draft, uh, real, real, real estate. 100% agree with your, with, with those statements of the high risk, high reward on those pass rushers. Absolutely is, is the case. The difference in coming up is, you know, the offensive line is a big different, a big different animal. I think that Kayvon Thibodeau has those physical traits that can get around it. You know, that is one of the positions. I think so too. Yeah. That is one of the positions in the NFL that I think, you know, your physical traits can mean so much more than, than anything else because it is one of truly, there is a lot more to playing defensive line in the NFL than the cotton in college. But, uh, but when it comes to, hey, put your head down and just get to the quarterback, I think that he has those physical traits that can do that. I, as a, hey, as a person that has Daniel Jones in a, in a dynasty league and uh, some, some shares of different, different giants, I really hope that he improves this year. Uh, I don't know, man. Kadarius Tony's great. He's he's very solid. Waddell Robinson is a guy that I'd look at as well. Um, that can that can be that be one of those guys. No Evan Ingram. Uh, if you have a healthy Saquon Barkley, that could be a difference maker. I still think that that we're looking at the last team in the division. So that's just that's my opinion. Honestly, I, I, I agree. I think this is. I mean. And one of the reasons, you know, going back to Kevin Thibodeau, that I'm saying, you know, he has the he has the physical prowess to do it. He has the ability to do it. He's fresh coming off an MCL injury. Yeah. If that takes a, just a little bit of speed off of him, coming off the line a little bit slow, and you've got these, oh, you know, the, these amazing, uh, you know, tackles. I, I mean, that that's just that split second of, of speed loss can can doom you as a pass rusher. Um, and, You're really talking and, and, down and one of your dynasty assets. You're really talking down one of I your know. dynasty. <laughs> you, you, uh, you're no, not going to hear this, and hopefully he's going to perform. You're not going to increase the trade value of him <laughs> if you just keep talking him down. <laughs> no, yeah, I really I'm, agree. I'm giving I him chalkboard material that. so that he can get in the game. Yeah. Um, but all right. 
the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, A.J. Brown is a dangerous man and can change the outlook of a season. Jalen Hurts is, still has a lot to learn in this league. Um, they've been making good offseason per, uh, personnel decisions, and I this is my pick to win that division. Yeah, mine, mine too. Um, Miles Sanders, unfortunately, as a, as a guy that, again, has some shares of him in, a, in Dynasty, um, is trending downward. Um, that's that's unfortunate, but it is not bad for the Eagles because Kenneth Gainwell is trending upward. Uh, they got a guy that they really like as a replacement there in Boston Scott. Good running backs for a team, not great for my fantasy team, but great running backs for a football team. Um, a receiving core with, as you just said, AJ Brown, a guy that can really change the 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 way that your team is able to play football. Devonta Smith. Uh, another year, uh, Dallas Goddard. I mean, these 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 are guys that uh, that we were talking about last year. He was thrown to people like Greg Ward as like a regular target. Um, yeah. I agree. Jalen Hurts has got you know some some stuff to learn about the NFL. And that's a guy that was he's able to win football games, and so I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm he's definitely a much better fantasy asset than he is like a real NFL asset in my opinion. Um, but I mean, I think that he can he can lead this team to uh, to the division as well as as I said, just like you. I think this is the division winner. He's got he's got a, I think he's got to slow up his running a little bit. He runs quite a yeah. bit. I think he needs to find some some passing lanes uh, a little more frequently. But uh, hard to argue with the guy that. Um, you know, has AJ Brown and and Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith uh, at his at his beck and call. So, uh, yeah. interested to see what that what, what, where yeah. where there will go. Moving on to the Washington Commanders. Uh, last season, the Commanders' defense was so statistically impossibly bad that it has to be better this season. Um, they were so bad, like they were so bad that stat people were like, "This is." Just it is an improbable anomaly, just how bad it was. Um, this this season they face a much easier schedule. However, with Chase Young on the pup list until at least week five, uh, who knows? Honestly, with this team, um, and while Wentz is not the long term answer, but again, who is with the, uh, with, with, the Was- with Washington? He is a substantial upgrade from uh, Heineke, and if Jahan Dotson can be. Uh, Season ready, Rents will have uh, some great weapons with an easier schedule, better quarterback, and hopefully a better defense. Don't say the last the, line. They, Don't say the last line. Don't say the last line. You can say <laughs> everything up until card, now. Do the NFC. <laughs> Why? Why wouldn't you say shooting themselves in the foot? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because Brian Robinson was just shot in a carjacking. Oh. Okay. This is unknown to you. <laughs> this is unknown to your boy. Was he shot getting... in the foot? No, he was shot. <laughs> he was shot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it just seems like you're piling on here. He addressed right. one. Well, that, right, okay. <clears throat> I, I, let me be very clear. As a Washington fan, we grew up with that saying being told to us every <laughs> single Monday. Every Monday, sometimes on sometimes Tuesdays, it's uh, on the radio. Every 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 dad, my dad, every dad at football practice, is like ah, shot themselves right. in the foot again. I, that, I that's, know, a, that's a yeah. <laughs> I know that we're talking about football here, but I just want to throw something out there 
to you. And just I'm just going to say a few things that are true, and you just answer them how you will. We get uh, we get a report that Brian Robinson is doing really great in camp, and he is looking good, looking like a solid, uh, you know, a solid draft pick for the the Commanders. Uh, then we get word that Antonio Gibson is working full time with the return unit, the punt return unit. And then we get word out of training camp that Brian Robinson has been named the lead running back and has got the starting job. He is then in a carjacking and then he is then shot. My question for you, Bobby, is does anybody have an alibi for Antonio Gibson? Because I'm just saying, I know that he wasn't specifically involved. Okay, because he because the shooter did not fumble the gun as he was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know that he wasn't there specifically, but maybe he gave a little money to some friends or something. I'm just purely speculating uh, as a as an outside. I'm not a fan. I don't know the inner workings of the team. But just how do you feel about all this that I'm bringing forward to you? This sounds like something that HBO wishes they had done hard knocks uh, with Washington this season. That hard, knocks, hard knocks, hard knocks, hard knocks. Antonio Gibson edition. You, you, you <laughs> see, you see a, a cameraman hiding in the locker room, and you see Antonio Gibson just meeting with a shadowy figure. What is he's, it, Gil- like, What like, are you, Gilbert like, Arenas? <laughs> As he goes to give him the money, he drops it. He's like, "Oh shit, my bad." Ah, here you go. <laughs> Uh, uh, so all right so but in all seriousness i really like your like your write-up uh i love Jahan dotson i love his talent i loved watching him play at penn state i think that obviously carson wentz is not a great quarterback but he is most certainly an upgrade uh from what they had last year Ryan Robinson is is a good football player. Antonio Gibson's not a bad football player. Terry McLaurin is a great football player. You kind of see what I'm I'm getting at here is we have you have the 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 talent. The talent is there. Uh what can you do with it? Ron Rivera is a good football coach. I'm not worried yeah, about um, what he can do. I'm going to hit you with this. The Washington Commanders are second in the division this year to me. Yes, I, I think I that they I think they take um, the second spot. Yeah, what I will tell you, though. For the past 25 years, it's never been a question of talent. Washington has always had some amazing talent on that team. It's about utilizing the talent. Maybe Riverboat Ron can uh, utilize this talent. I think he can. This is a, fans have been saying that about a lot of different coaches. Rivera was one of the coaches throughout this right? season. Rivera's a Super Bowl winner, or is he not? I know, I know he's been to. Coach? I know he's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, uh, but regardless, I, I think he's been. Yeah, I know he's been. I know he's been. That's that wasn't was. Yeah. I just thought he had won at one point, but maybe I'm wrong. That. Yeah, I don't. I, oh, I talked about this before. As player, he 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 was a Super Bowl champion as a player. Okay. Uh, I think that matters. I mean, I don't know, you know, how some people think. I know he's a coach now, but I think that, I mean, being there matters uh, in terms of what you can get your guys to do. I'm interested yeah, he's to see what the commanders can do. As a coach. 
Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think they're second. And I think honestly, I think with the right, with, you know, the right, you know, the right bounces, you know, maybe they get an upset win. They could no, win the disagree. division by a game. They can absolutely, yeah. this division is going to be close. Um, yeah, I think this the first is one of the spots are going to be close and then you're going to have New York. Probably I think like this one is one of the few divisions in which I think that it really could be any three of these teams uh, in any different order. Uh, and I and I wouldn't even I don't think New York can win the division, but I think New York could possibly slide into a third spot, uh, yeah. depending on if one of these three teams actually turns out to be a dud. Uh, I You were about to move into the AFC East. I want to say I absolutely love your write up on the New York Jets. It is yeah, not, a lot of thought, it's it, but not, it was put, put it's, into it. It's nothing. Well, it see, it was a lot of thought, but putting nothing was actually being more being nicer to the Jets than you yeah. should have been. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, I told you, don't worry about going and looking anything up. I, I can get you get you pretty good. Um, a lot of young talent there. Uh, Brees Hall, Michael uh, Michael Carter. Uh, at the running back spots, uh, Brees Hall ha- is poised to be a great, you know, running back, a future running back in this league. Who knows if that'll actually be the case? Uh, but that's what they're talking about. Elijah Moore is a guy that really stepped up last year at the receiver spot. Uh, Denzel Mims is looking better through preseason. Uh, Zach Wilson is not, unfortunately, he's not. I feel like this is that, that this is their weak spot right there is Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, truly, I am not. I, I think I talked to you last year. I said, I'm kind of high on Zach Wilson. I hate his landing spot in New York. Uh, but I don't know. After watching him last year, I didn't. I don't know that I even saw any real promise in uh, in his future yeah, there. He was a disappointment. Uh, it's a it's a team that I'm I'm very interested to to watch. I just don't think it's going to be very good. Again, uh, unfortunately for the the Jets fans, um, I think this is going to be a, another bad football team. Uh, I mean, yeah. do you have anything else? I mean, uh, like I said, we didn't have a full write up or anything. I think that you know, speaking for the Jets fans, I think there was something to be said about when you were one of the three teams that were bad in that division. You know, was, no. they, they were joined by the Bills and the Dolphins looking up at Big Brother uh, Patriots. But now Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, all pretty good. Jets haven't really gotten much better in the past yeah. decade. This uh, is definitely you know, a, as me- <laughs> so. this is definitely a division where we can get three playoff teams from. Uh, abs- absolutely. I've, so I feel like to your point, uh, you didn't explicitly state this. Let's go ahead and save us ourselves some times and move on to one of those teams that could potentially win this division. <laughs> yeah. Um, Buffalo Bills. Uh, James Cook will be the lead running back very soon, I believe. Um, very talented, much like his brother. Uh, and they have the most electrifying quarterback in all the NFL with Josh Allen. Um, they are playoff bound, and I believe they're a contender. I mean, this is a good, good football team. Uh, what more? I need a beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gotta get up in the fridge, bro. I don't even put them on the on the table anymore. Yeah, I mean, what more can be said about a team that uh, very easily could have been playing for the Super Bowl last year uh, if a few things went their way? Josh Allen is a dynamic uh, quarterback. Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, a great uh, a great piece there. You think James Cook is going to be the lead running back? I think that that is 
also possible. I, I mean, it's hard to be. It's it would be hard for him not to be. He will. This is a team that hasn't had a lead running back in a while. This defense is still looking stout. I am very very yeah. excited for the for the Thursday night game of the Rams and uh, the Bills. You have a prediction for that? I know that we're not going to get a chance to talk about it before uh, before Thursday. Yeah, but you got a prediction I, I for think, that game? Um, yeah, I think uh, Bills win it uh, 48-41. Wow. Okay, so you're throwing, you're blasting on the over. Uh, I actually think that the Rams are going to win. I am, I have a hard time discounting out, uh, discounting Sean McVay and uh, the reigning Super Bowl champs at home. Uh, even with yeah. with Josh Allen, I don't even I don't hate your prediction though. Uh, I think that it's a, it's definitely possible. This is a, a contending football team that uh, that can definitely win a championship. I would like to see them win a championship too, because I have no hard feelings against Buffalo. I love Josh Allen as a as a as a player and as a, a person. He's helped me win dynasty championships. So hey, I'd love the man to get a Super Bowl on his own. I mean, it's not as important as him doing well in fantasy for me, but uh, <laughs> but, I, but I mean, you know, good for him. Uh, moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Um, Tua has weapons, and with Kyle Shanahan and Tyreek Hill, they could be a wild card team, if not more. Jalen um, Waddle, Waddle season, baby. I think that. Yeah, I, I think that they. This is the year that the Big Brother is showing some more weakness, and this could uh, be <laughs> the year that Miami could be a number two team in that division, if not. Things fall right. Maybe they get some upsets, and, and they, you know, and they and they beat the Bills. Who knows what happens? But I like Tua this year. I like I like the Dolphins and what they can do this year with Tyreek. I absolutely think that this is a team that could go out and win the division. I think they would be uh, better suited with their with their coach that they left out in the in in the the wind. Um, but uh, Tyreek Hill. Fantastic, as you saw, my Jalen Waddle. It's Jalen Waddle season in my mind. But I think the biggest aspect to that offense that, that kind of changes up the game is Chase Edmonds. I think Chase Edmonds can be a dominant force for uh yeah. for Miami. I'm very I'm very intrigued. Uh this is absolutely I I think I look if I were put if I if I were a betting man, which I am not, I do not bet money on anything, that would be <laughs> That'd be wrong of me. If I was a betting man, I'd bet on the Bills to win. You know, all things equal, I'm betting on the Bills to win the, the division. Uh, but I would probably put some wild card money on uh, the Dolphins to win this division. I think they absolutely can. I think they have yeah. the talent. I think they've had some bad falls. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I like the Dolphins this year. Yeah. yeah. All right, rounding out with probably the greatest team in the, you know, over the past 20 years, the New England Patriots, this defense, which has carried this team in the past, will not be good on paper um, as they previously have. They've been kind of downfalling a little bit. Um, you know, in the past, Belichick has had a ability to get these kind of no-name guys to come in and perform very well on defense. That We've been seeing that trick, you know, stop a little bit. I think that as, you know, kids get, you know, as the generations change and social media, you know, he, they are he's having a harder time getting those no name kids to come there. Um, I think that this could possibly be the end of a powerhouse. However, 
when you've got the greatest head coach of all time who just so happens to be a defensive mastermind, nothing is for sure. I don't think anybody would be surprised if the Patriots come out here and win this division and, you know, they win, they win both games against Buffalo. Maybe they it split be, Miami and it, they just say, everyone's like, well, it's New England. It's Bill it Belichick. will be a, they could absolutely win this division. It would be ugly. It would be the worst looking football. We would look up and we would say, how are they leading this division? It is 100% possible. We have seen yeah. a recipe like this before. A quarterback that does not lose you football games in Mac Jones, which is all that that's all that that Bill Belichick needs. He doesn't need a guy that can yeah. win you football games. He needs a guy yeah. that won't lose them. He just Mac, doesn't want to show Watson. <laughs> which Mac Jones which Mac Jones is. Um uh, I am really looking forward to seeing kind of what Devontae Parker can do there. Because that's a guy that can resurge into, you know, what we've seen before. And it completely changes the ball game for them. I think J- Jacoby Myers will uh, not regress. He'll push towards the more of the mean in touchdown scoring. As a guy, he catches so many passes and doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. James White being gone is is all right. Well, that you know that's a little odd for a Patriots team. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is is more than serviceable in that role. Uh, Damian Harris is is a good running back. This is this is exact, exactly as you said. Uh, it is one of the few advantages a team can get uh, with coaches is is right there in New England. Uh, I think this is the third team in the division. I think they absolutely could be anywhere. On paper, they hundred percent are. This is the team that could be anywhere from one to four to. Uh, they absolutely yeah. could fall below the Jets if some things fall right, or you know whatever happens. But uh, but yeah. I cannot. I, if, I don't. If that, I, I'm not going to make if a that happens. If they fall fourth, do you think this? Do you think Belichick retires, or do you think he wants to go out on a high oh. note another year? Oh no! I think that he murders his new offensive coordinator, and he gets a new one, and <laughs> he comes back with a vengeance, and then he like wins a Super Bowl. Somehow wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> he wins a Super Bowl with Matt with Matt Jones's younger brother or something. Like he <laughs> he brings him in as a as a motivational tool, and he's like, "Look, I've just yeah. I've just hired your high school brother." Yeah, and then it's he really bring, like yeah. a replacements type situation yeah. where. He, Keanu Reeves he keeps brings the skel- he brings the skeleton of uh, Danny Amendola back to win a Super Bowl. That's what I, that's all, that's that's all I'm saying. That's all. That's 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 it. <laughs> Vinny Vinny Testaverde shows up. <laughs> Vinny Testaverde shows up to win him a Super Bowl. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe. Okay. I got a I got a I got a Drew Bledsoe I got a Drew Bledsoe uh, uh, Patriots starting lineup back here, bro. So I'm with it. I'm for it. I'm for <laughs> Drew Bledsoe coming back for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that wraps up our division uh review we're gonna jump now into joke of the week the weird Corey perry yeah, i don't like that sound. wild i think that i think the first read was a good one now now i'm overthinking it. outlandish each sixth chick sat on a stick a little tongue twister and downright dumb You're kidding me. it's time for the joke of the week <laughs> Um, Florida, Florida's itself, um, you've probably all seen on the headlines how they've been doing these sting operations and arresting these felons who illegally voted. 
Um, and they boasted about it, had news conferences about it. Come to find out, all the cases are falling apart in court because it was Florida who gave these people in question the voter ID. Yeah, I and mean, and actually told these people in in multiple times and even in writing that they were allowed to vote. These people who were arrested reached out via mail and email. So there's a, there's written right, all right these here. emails are saved because it's through the state. Uh, and we're told by multiple official uh, voting uh, uh, officials that they were allowed to vote. Um, and all all twenty of these cases are are, are pretty much being thrown out. Um, I'm you know, and I, it, we don't like to get political. absolutely insane. We don't I, we don't like to get political yeah. on this show, <clears throat> but I want to remind everybody that thinks that a felon shouldn't vote and shouldn't have a voice in the country. And, you know, maybe there are some people that should not, you know. But as soon as you start saying that, you know, you don't get a voice if you've committed specific crimes. Is this soon, that's when political dissidents can use that against people and can, you know, can yeah. get people convicted of crimes so they can no longer vote. I, I've, I've never really understood that. Uh, you know, uh, so, I mean, that's just that's just more of a personal thing. But I mean, the joke of this is, is, you know, if things aren't allowed to happen, generally computer systems and state computer systems just don't let it happen. They just say, uh, yeah. no, this guy can't because of X. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I'm still very confused because when I have moved and as everybody on uh, that listen has listened to this podcast with any frequency knows, I like to do quite a bit. I like to, I like to get up and moving everywhere. I fill out my stuff online and ask you a series of questions of which, you know, I assume are to exclude me from voting if necessary. Uh, you know, were you born in the United States? What state were you born yeah. in? You know, the, the things that I'm guessing. So like, it doesn't seem like these felons were just like out to go vote in the school board elections or anything. Seems like they really wanted to know, and there was nothing preventing them from getting that ID and actually voting. Uh, what a joke that Florida! I mean, Florida is yeah. such a cheat code for us, man. We it's such a cheat code. When we invented this, we had no idea that we were going to need Florida so much. So realistically, Florida is probably <laughs> is is needed more than any other state in this country. No offense to anybody that listens from anywhere, but without that, without Florida, we would not be able to do joke of the week, week in and week out. So thank you for your service, yeah. Florida. Thank you for your service. Yes. <laughs> what uh, a joke. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, there's just, there's a lot more we could go into, but we're not going to. Yeah. Once again, Florida, gets, it, it get, Florida. And I, now, the first thing I saw was a picture of Ron DeSantis. And so if anything has a picture <laughs> of Ron DeSantis on the front, there's no way this ain't getting political, no matter which side of the fence you're landing on. So let's yeah. call it. Let's call it. You're a joke, Florida. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, pop culture segment. Uh, I want to start off by saying you should go listen to the first episode of the Home Pod Office, where we were joined by Zach Kent. Uh, that Please. episode is out now. Please. Where we talk House of the Dragon. Uh, but we are talking a little bit spoiler free of the Rings of Power. 
and uh, just a quick discussion on it. I yeah threw this on here to see kind of how yeah it was a lot of fun. That's it. That's what I was gonna say. I just really threw this on here to kind of see how you kind of took it. You know, I know we talk about this stuff externally, but I love to talk to you about it on the podcast. Um, a lot of people are not liking, and you, Zach, and I, um, on the pre-recording the first episode of the Home Pod Office again, which you should all go listen to if you're hearing my voice right now. I am not really, I, I don't understand any of the hate. Uh, I'm not as deep, I'm not as deep into the Tolkien world as I am other lore and other worlds. Uh, but I feel like I'm connected, uh, you know, I have my finger on the pulse enough to not really understand the hate for it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I really, oh, I, I really enjoyed it. it. I mean, I mean, people, people are calling Gladwell a Mary Sue, which is bullshit. People well, I'm are saying mad I don't understand having to change. I, I know the criticism. Yeah. Okay. I was making sure you knew. I knew yeah. the criticisms, but I'm just not understanding okay. their reasoning for that. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Because people are stupid. People, people suck and are stupid. That's really the only reason. Um, you know, the things that they had to change from the books make sense. Like, let's be honest here. Tolkien wrote a lot. There's a lot of things. And what they're taking from is history that he kind of wrote down that spanned sometimes hundreds of years. And in order to make a hundreds TV of show years and 90, that's entertaining to watch. Well, 98% of what he wrote that spanned hundreds of years was just like a description of every single leaf on a tree, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. got a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of material, but, <laughs> but it's hard to make that make what, what a tree looks into a TV show, brother. You know, no offense. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the hate is also that technically they're saying, well, this isn't canon because Tolkien didn't have anything to do with it. It's like, okay, guess what? Most of us don't give a fuck. It's entertaining. Tolkien. I'm having fun. I, I, I really, I, you know, when somebody says that, they to know me, that Tolkien literally can't be here. I to know. That's what I was. This. That's what I was trying to get at. I'm like, <laughs> like, hey, you do know at this point, this is it. <laughs> okay, if you like Lord of the Rings, like we pretty much have to do things without his input at this point. I mean, yeah. And one of you know, there's a uh, guy I can't remember his name now, but he writes a lot of music and does a lot of covers of Lord of the Rings songs, but kind of like in rock stuff he put on twitter pretty much and he's like a blue check mark he's got a lot of all that we should that as told that people who like talking lord of the rings should want nothing instead of something because why would we want the legacy ruined and, and, I, and everyone's like yeah and i'm like sitting here like no but it seems like you should. i want something i want to watch i want content but, guess but what? It, if you don't like it you don't have to watch it that's what i was gonna say because one one you know Everybody can be happy because the people that want something can watch it. And the people that don't want something, it turns out we live in the golden age of tell. Come, come listen to Pucks Out podcast instead of watching any yeah. type of Rings of Power. You just come over and yeah. you listen to us talk about the Rings of Power. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's very easily remedied. But the opposite is not true. The the folks that want more of the Tolkien universe because he is such an iconic figure and not only not only fantasy history and science fiction history but but literary history you can't tell me that yeah, he, he hasn't he, he hasn't impact he hasn't impacted the world and so if you don't want any of his works adapted 
that's fine. I can understand that. And I can understand you having, having, you know, truth to your art, but then don't watch it. Okay. Because I do want the rings of power. Yeah. I do want to see it. I do want to know yeah. about, uh, about, uh, Elrond and Durin and, you know, all that stuff. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And what people have to understand is that when you ter- take a book, same with Wheel of Time, when you take a book, people don't realize that books and TV are two different mediums. You cannot, it is One costs a different. lot more money. <laughs> yeah. lot it is extremely difficult. It is extremely difficult to take what is written in a book, but it exactly as is in a TV show, and also, at the, while at the same time being entertaining, mm-hmm. you just, you can't. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, how often hey, in hey, the Song of Ice fair, and Fire were there, were there chapters of them just talking? To like, be fair. Like they have to, to cut some fair, stuff out. To be fair, House of the Dragon really is trying to destroy that, that, that stereotype yeah. of they can't do that because they're doing yeah. a hell of a job. The difference is, is, is the Amazon only got the rights to like sort of like the story, not any of the book materials. Yeah. So that that was that was a big that honestly it's it's a lot better than I expected for something that didn't actually have any book sources to like really back it up in terms yeah. of like actual hey, you can call Fire and Blood a history book all you want, but a history book gives you a brief outline of what can be done. So yeah. um um, and one of the great examples of this that I always tell people, and people always seem to agree, is like, imagine if we went in Game of Thrones, if in like season four or five, all of a sudden we get a zombie Caitlyn Stark. People would, that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't work in the show. It just wouldn't work. It was, it kind of worked in the books because other things, you know, it was a little, magic was a little bit more prevalent. First of but all, because they, I 100% disagree that you couldn't open up the world to Lady Stoneheart. So don't ever speak. Don't ever speak this madness to me I, again. I Bobby. think it would be difficult to make work, but I think a lot of people would be thrown. I think a lot of non-book readers sure. would be like, whoa, well, Bobby, what is going on here? I don't say this often, but fuck them. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with you. That's I, That's something that I can get on board with. It is a hard sell. And so like it while I feel that storytelling, it makes a lot of sense to tell it. It's not a crazy thing to exclude if that's what you've excluded yeah. uh, for sure. So I 100% agree. But the ultimate down to it, Rings of Power is going to be good. I think it's necessary. I think it's 100% necessary. It's been a long time since Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit even for that matter. It's necessary to have those names people know. It's necessary to have Galadriel. Yeah. It's necessary to have Elrond. It's necessary to have one version of Durin. You know, I think that it's I think that it's that it's crucial to the success of the show. It is not as recent as Game of Thrones. It is not as big of a world as Game of Thrones, and it's not as much story source material. Uh, yeah. So. I think it's necessary to have those folks that you know. And yeah. why Why would you have people that don't die if you can't use them in all of your, you know, in all of your yeah. stuff that you're doing? Like, why is Galad- yeah. Galadriel's Elves awesome? have one good thing is that they live like they're almost immortal. Ever. They're immortal. And so, like, Galadriel's dope. So, like, I want to see all of Galadriel. Not, I mean, that sounded, yeah. that sounded wrong. <laughs> all, I want to see all of her 
nope, yeah, I think I said it right the first time. I want to see all of yeah. Galadriel, okay? The Kate Blanchett version or the Rings of Power version, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, but, all right, let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. We've got one together this week. Uh, it was your idea and I'm following along with it. So uh, hit him with it. Yeah, dude. Uh, so we went and got um, a birthday present for Stephanie's nephew. We're going through the toy store. Dude, the kids, they have the dopest toys in the world. As you can hear, I was just going to show you one that I was like, look, I'm going to get it for the nephew. He ended up having one of these, so I get to keep it. Let me show you this dopeness, dude. (laughs) Look at this bad boy, bro. And then... <laughs> for those of you that can't see this is a dope t-rex mask that uh that the kids get to have and then we're like in the toy aisle and they have all this star wars stuff and all this marvel stuff i'm just like so insanely jealous of these kids dude like i honestly didn't go to the almost didn't go to the birthday party because i was like dude i'm just gonna <laughs> and then luckily he had That's one fucking amazing. So like i get to keep it forever I already said, hey, when I get up into the Twitch game, this is going to be some channel points right here. I'm going to be rocking yeah. this bad boy. It'll have to be, I won't, we, we can't allow it playing some first-person shooters because I feel like this is just a major disadvantage for everybody that's playing me because then I'm a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You obviously uh, yeah, win. Man. Uh, yeah, but so I'm super excited. My nephew is like a big fan of like Hot Wheels now and like, the dopeness of like the hot wheel tracks that you can get. And then, you know, you had mentioned it and Stephanie and I are getting, uh, you know, Nerf guns. Uh, the Nerf guns are just, I was like, which Nerf gun yeah. are you going to get? And she was like this one. And it's got like a 50 clip magazine. <laughs> like, no, like they were trying to have like face offs and draw, you know? <laughs> uh, well, the I, I already know the one I want to get. I saw it at uh, somewhere a while ago. But it comes with like, um, you remember in what was it? Was it Rogue One? The uh, remember like the guy who wasn't a Jedi, but used the Force, the uh, like the the you know what I'm talking about? Had the stick. Well, his oh, yeah, his dude yeah. with like the backpack. Yeah, well, the, his buddy who had the big machine gun with the backpack. It was like that. Yeah. Had a backpack that held like five hundred nerds, and you could just pop 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 pop. Honestly, <laughs> send me the link because Stephanie's going down on this bad boy for sure. So, and I just want to get two of them, have one on my chest, one on my back, and just dual wield those things. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. But all right, everyone, thanks for joining in. Don't forget to check out the Home Pod office out now. And uh, for Brandon Bonnet, this is I'm Bobby. This has been Pucks Out Podcast, and we'll see you all next. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.